0: Hello everyone and welcome to Devotional Life. This is Paul.
1: And this is Jeannie. Thank you for joining us. Yes,
0: thank you so much because we are moving on, aren't we?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Why don't you bring us up to date, Jeannie?
1: Well, we're still going through Hebrews 11, the chapter of faith, heroes of faith. And we just finished Abraham.
0: Beautiful. Abraham and Isaac passed their test. They sure did.
1: <laughs> In fact, it's pretty sweet. The Lord says, now I know you will not withhold anything from me.
0: Yeah. That's See, we're supposed to belong wholeheartedly to the Lord.
1: And not hold back things. And not
0: hold back things. Right. You love the Lord with your whole heart, whole mind, whole strength.
1: And Isaac also passed the test because he submitted to his father.
0: That's right. He could have run away.
1: Could have run away or uh, <laughs> protested. There's nothing in there. It just that he shows respect yeah. as a type of Jesus. He probably said, "Not my will, but your will, Father." If there's any other way, <laughs> yeah. and um, so the whole thing stopped midair. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm sure they both came down that mountain, exactly. kicking up their heels and be because... excited.
0: The ram was caught in the thicket, Mm -hmm. and then he shall provide himself a sacrifice, the Lord says. Mm -hmm. And on that very same mount, Jesus was sacrificed, our substitutional sacrifice. Amen. Boy, we could just keep talking about Abraham, couldn't we?
1: (laughs) Well, we did spend (laughs) quite a bit of time with him. So now we're on to his son that was promised to him, and um, he's pretty special. He's already passed this major test. And um, so let's learn a little bit about his life. Now, I know in. um, What's his name? Isaac.
0: Okay. Because he's got two boys,
1: but this is Isaac we're we're focusing on. And so, as soon as Abraham passes his test, in Hebrews 11, which we're following the names in order, uh, in verse 20, it says, By faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. So, by faith, he's blessing his boys concerning the promise that the inheritance is going to come through his seed. But to back up, since that's the only line that we have about Isaac in Hebrews 11, I'd like to talk a little bit about how we got to the point where he had two boys. Okay. Okay. So let's go to uh, Genesis 23. It says, Sarah lived 127 years. So we know that she got pregnant when she was 90. My and goodness. so uh, Isaac was about 36 years old when his mom died. Yeah. And he was very close to his mom. Obviously, Abraham was close to his wife, and they both deeply mourned when she passed. Yes. And I was kind of joking with you today when we were talking about it. I thought the next thing that Abraham's going to decide to do is to find a wife for his son. And uh, maybe after Rebecca's not there to interfere... <laughs> Huh. <laughs> I mean, how many of you moms know if your son's going to marry a girl, your antennas go up and you're really like, okay, is this girl deserve my son? Is she going to love him, be good? Is You know, all yeah. those things.
0: We, the older we get, the more we believe in arranged marriages.
1: <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> but
0: only we think it should be the grandparents. Yes.
1: <laughs> that do yes. the picky. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I think that's right. But yeah. no one will listen to us with that. But in this culture, this is what they yeah. did in Abraham is uh obeying the lord in all of this so in genesis 24 uh genesis 24 verse 1 it says now abraham was old well advanced in age and the lord had blessed abraham in all things so abraham said to the oldest servant of his house which we know is eliezer so how you say it eliezer eliezer who ruled over all that he had. So this man is an elderly man. He's ruled over all that he had. So he had, I mean, kind of like reminds me of Joseph when he was given full command of everything. Yeah. So of all the workers, all the family, all this, you know, he he had a lot to be in charge of and obviously was trusted by Abraham. And he had seen so much with the travels of going with Abraham and Sarah and hearing the promises. So, um, so this is a man that is going to be given a commission. So he said, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites among whom I dwell.
0: This is a sacred oath that he's taking. It's a
1: sacred oath. And I, I looked up that putting your hand under the thigh, and yes. the Jews believed that it was a submission to authority.
0: Right. Because... If you just consider you're in front of somebody and you have to put your hand under their thigh, you're going to have to be in a bent-down position,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you no longer have use of your hand.
1: And he's sitting on it.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's sitting on it, so you really are in submission then. Yes.
1: To, so. and nowadays, you know, we'll be like, you know, I swear, cross my heart, you know,
0: yeah,
1: And on the Bible. But, uh, but, yeah, I, I but think we did, ought to
0: put that in marriages. No, I'm
1: just kidding. <laughs> that, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> that they sit down at that point of the of the and they service, to each other. and they put uh, their hand into their thigh as they make their promise, and they go back and forth. why don't you try that next time? That's pretty cool. Somebody. Yeah, yeah, I think that could be really cool. So he's making a promise to him; he's agreeing, but it seems like Abraham is really nervous about who his son is going to take for a wife, because we know the promise is going to come sure. through the, the two of them.
0: Yeah, the Messiah is going to come through that lineage.
1: Verse 5, And the servant said to him, Perhaps a woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son to the land from which you came? And Abraham's uh-huh. like, he's really is firm. There, he goes, you're not taking my boy there." You know, <laughs> is there an easier way to do this? <laughs> is there an easier way to do this? And also... Apparently not. Um, you had I read your notes that you did years ago and you had said that perhaps Abraham was a little nervous that, you know, if his son went with him and got a wife that they might all talk him into staying there. Yeah. Including the wife. That, yeah, and the mother in law. And then they would be involved <laughs> in that culture and he wanted his son back and to be in the promised land when all this is gonna be happening. So he was adamant, no, you're not taking my son. But obviously the servant is nervous, like, well, what if she doesn't wanna come, you know? Because we're talking about 500 miles away to go back to his family. No small trip. Yeah, on camels. I don't (laughs) know how long with camels it takes to go 500 miles, but um, for him to cross the desert and to go find this girl seems like a needle in a haystack you know, solely on the, on the representation of Abraham that the servant's going to get to when he finds this girl, whoever she is. Uh, and also that she'll never see her parents or her family again if she agrees to leave and go to this foreign land. Yeah. I mean, this is a test of faith this on is, her we're, part. We're
0: right back on faith for right. everybody.
1: <laughs> right. So verse 7, Abraham said, I love this. He said to his servant, he will send his angel before you. And you shall take a wife for my son from there, my hometown. Verse 8. And if the woman's not willing to follow you, then you'll be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, and they swore concerning this man. Well, that
0: answers a question for me in my life. that hmm. That's how I found you. The angel of the Lord went before me. <laughs>
1: that's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. You know, we should really know that angels are involved. Yeah. And Abraham was confident that God was going to fulfill this promise. Yep. And that he was already ahead of him. And so then even though it seems like so many unknown factors, traveling 500 miles to a family to meet a girl, you know, what are the chances of this going to happen, right? Abraham was confident that God had already prepared an angel to go and to do the work before he got there.
0: Right. It almost sounds like divine election, which we talk about in the New Uh Testament a lot. Uh Where it's God who chooses us. Jesus said to his disciples, you didn't choose me, but I chose you.
1: (laughs) Right. That means that he was preparing you and preparing the circumstances in your life before you even met him. Yeah. So that's really cool. I think we can be encouraged that when God asks us to do something, he puts us on assignment, he's already gone ahead of us. And he's already been orchestrating people's hearts and circumstances so that when we obey him and take the next step, it will happen because he already went in front of us.
0: Yes. That is just beautiful. God is before us, behind us, and around us. Uh, We're protected. What's needed then is our submission to God and our faith in trusting that he always has the best for us. So we're going to cliffhanger it right there, Heavenly mm-hmm. Father. Thank you so much for this time together. I ask that you would bless my brothers and sisters and uh, create uh, some anticipation as we fill in the rest of the details in this awesome story. Bless them today, encourage their hearts. We ask this in Jesus' name. Everybody says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see. You soon.